0: Hello and welcome to Live Fit, Ignite Change, where together, as a community, we inspire each other to live a fit life, ignite the change we wish to see, and thrive in all areas of life. In this episode, I have an amazing conversation with Larry Hickernell. He shares how after growing up as an athlete, he then started his career and a family. He was a busy dad and he let his fitness slide to the point where he was sick all the time and depressed. Then he had a wake-up call. He ignited the change that he wanted to see and started his fitness journey. Lost 85 pounds and has kept it off, now living with Vitality. Today, professionally, he's helping faith-based investors create prosperity, make an impact, and leave a legacy. Last year alone, raising over $350 million in capital into income-producing, real estate-backed impact investing funds that are designed to provide consistent, double-digit annual returns, which have never missed a return target since inception. And last year, the housing fund provided an amazing 45% net annual return to investors, and they're expecting another great year this year. Plus, we dive into impact and leaving a legacy, like grandparents whose grandson had diabetes, so they've set up for the distributions from the funds to pay for those treatments. The episode is packed with book recommendations, tips, and tools to use to create accountability, to take action, and create change to reach your desired results in your life, your career, and in investing by marching forward every day despite the conditions around you. Changing our world does not happen at once. It does not happen alone. It takes a committed group to be the change we wish to see. So together, we rise above negative influences to lead by example, making a positive impact at home and around the world. You can learn more, join us, and get show notes at livefitignitechange.com, or for short, livefic.com. All right. Welcome, Larry. I'm so excited to have you here having this conversation. As we've said, we've had so many conversations over the years, whether walking or talking or wherever, but now we've talked about the podcast and now we finally get to do one.
1: There's no turning back. It's official now.
0: <laughs> it is. It's official. And I guess for an intro, I mean, you could say, Larry is just one of the greatest humans you'll ever meet. I mean, okay. That's <laughs> a simple way to put it. No pressure. Bar's <laughs> pretty low. <laughs> right. Uh, but I guess for the official background, To give you a little bit more about Larry, I think highly of him, but just so the listeners will know too, Larry's a dedicated professional husband, father, a man of faith, and a pretty amazing vocalist too, a CrossFit coach, and the senior director of investor success at DLP, who raised over $300 million in new capital last year alone, and is committed to helping people create prosperity, make an impact, and leave a legacy. That's pretty awesome. Quite a lot going on there. You want to fill in any of the gaps on what you're doing? Yeah,
1: no, for sure. And uh, thank you for that. And it's kind of interesting. So first of all, it was $350 million. Uh, So uh, we exceeded our goal. The the cool thing about that was we had budgeted essentially to raise $175 million last year. So we doubled it essentially. Um, But really, again, this this all kind of goes back to relationship. Uh, Everything we do is based off of Developing deep relationships, uh, being in tune with folks that uh, are, are looking to us for any number of these sorts of solutions, whether that just be, hey, I want to invest with you guys. I need a safe, affordable, uh, you know, place to be able to um, invest, all the way to like you had said, you know, creating a legacy, not necessarily knowing what that means to them yet, and then helping them walk through all this, all of the, you know, every step of the way, right? So uh, for me, it's pretty amazing because we get to touch on all those sorts of things. Uh, But it's all within that that relationship base. So, uh, yeah, lots, uh, lots going on. Um, We're already, uh, you know, as of today, uh, we're uh, early May here as we're recording um, a little over 120 million raised for the year, um, have added over 100 new investors um, to our investor family this year. But, um, you know, growing organically through uh, just, you know, working to develop those deep relationships. So we're very grateful for that opportunity, uh, really um, taking our core value of stewardship very seriously and uh, being uh, forward looking, making sure that we can continue that uh, for years to come.
0: Absolutely. That sounds awesome. I love it. Definitely taking the uh, relationships to the next level. Obviously, stewardship important. And I know the other core value we talk about a lot is delivering that wow experience and being able to give back. And, you know, you do that so well. And it sounds like all of this in this intro is amazing. Everything's going well. I could imagine this. We've shared some stories in the past. Things weren't always like that. And take us back to in the past when things maybe weren't as perfect to tell us that story and how you kind of made that transformation.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, my, um, my personal journey has been pretty much in time with my journey with DLP. Uh, so right around the same time, and actually, again, we're coming up on sort of the, the six year anniversary of not only me starting with Don and with DLP, but starting my, you know, fitness journey, so to speak. Um, you know, so for years, you know, growing up, I was an athlete, uh, excelled at, at pretty much anything I did without having to work too hard, which, um, was kind of a blessing and, and also a curse, you know, um, kind of had to get a pretty uh, good life lesson there after things weren't so easy. Um, but, you know, getting through college and, and and going through that process, and then having a family, um, I really, you know, kind of let a lot of those things slide. So um, my nutrition, my exercise, or, you know, lack thereof, right, And at the time, um, you know, just really bad habits led me to, uh, you know, becoming morbidly obese, and, you know, really being just frankly, sick all the time, not having any um, real drive, right? You know, I, I was working in, in jobs where originally I was actually going to be a music teacher. I went to school to be a music teacher uh, because that's what my mom did and uh, for, you know, 30 years or so. Uh, and my dad was in education and they were all musicians. And so, man, like, this is pretty easy. I have this all planned out for me, right? Uh, so I ended up going through school, st- did my student teaching, went through and uh, finished up. And then I was, I, I don't know what it was. I just had this revelation, like, Man, I don't want to do this, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was kind of my first, you know, you you call it an aha moment, or you call it, you know, divine intervention, or whatever you want to call it. But it was like something told me I'm like I need to I need to do something else, right? I need I need to be able to move in a, in another direction. So luckily, a friend of mine who was working at the bank at the time said, "Hey, you should come and work at the bank until you figure something else out to do," <laughs> um, which I did. I started as a, a, a teller, a customer service person at uh, PNC Bank. Uh, moved up through you know the, the branch side and then into the wealth management side, which is kind of what started me on this path to where you know where I am today with with Don. but that was kind of the first sort of breaking point right from my old life into the new life. and so that was today when I look back at it, it's like I don't really know what sparked it, but it was pretty pretty amazing how that led me to where I am today. Fast forward to you know when I'm you know morbidly over uh, overweight, morbidly obese um, you know, incredibly depressed, not wanting to do anything, hating, hating the jobs I was in, even though I was, um, you know, in, in all ways, um, very comfortable. Right. Um, I ended up going to the doctor. I ended up saying, Hey, I need to you know, figure out what's going on here. They took a bunch of labs and all that stuff. And, you know, I like to say all the, all the good stuff was super low. All the bad stuff was super high, you know, and, um, I do know very clearly uh, the voice that was telling me to make a change because it was the doctor. <laughs> um, so unlike the the job thing, it was kind of or the career thing. It was very clear. The doctor said, hey, you know, and I, I say this to everyone that, that asks, it's, you know, the doctor said to me, if you want to live to see your kids grow up, you have to make a change like now. Wow. That was March, or excuse me, May 16th of uh, 2016. So I know exactly the day. I know exactly what, I could remember this guy, and he's retired now, but you know, I still thank him to this day. Because and he said, "Hey, this is what you're going to eat every day. This is when you're going to eat. You're not going to eat after 8 p.m. You're not going to do all the stuff that you were doing. No alcohol. No, you know, pretzels with chocolate milk, right? Which I really loved um, for some reason. And it just May 17th. It was the first day of you know, kind of the rest of my life, so to speak, right? So fast forward. You know, started with with dawn a couple of weeks later." Uh, joined driven for greatness, which is our awesome. Of course, uh, you know, call it a book club, but you know, a, a group where we get together, we read a couple of books per month, uh, and then put those lessons into action. Not only with our team, but also in, in our personal lives. Through that, you know, started walking, and then started running. Nutrition was was dialed in. Uh, I ended up losing about eighty five pounds um, through that process. A few months later, I also started CrossFit, which I've now been doing for you know uh, about six years. And today, looking back on all of that, it was almost to me like you know yeah things are really going great. Do we still struggle sometimes, or you know is it still sometimes not so consistent? Sure, but I am in a three hundred percent, if that's even possible, better place than I was um, you know before that that turning point. So I'm very grateful not only for you know Don and DLP, but for that doctor that you know that said hey you you need to change something or or else it's not going to be good. That is
0: awesome! What an incredible story, and I mean, I go back to like the title of what this podcast is all about: live, fit, and ignite change. Yeah, you did that. You ignited the change you wanted to see, and I think it's interesting looking at both sides—the career side—just knowing you didn't want to be doing what you were doing. You knew you wanted to change, didn't know what that was. On the fitness side, is like you were told you had to change or else. But what I've been so impressed with you—I mean, you hear about so many people that either struggle with weight and you know go on some crash diet and then. It just comes right back, but you've kept it off. I mean, eighty-five pounds, and like you're, you're still a model of health. You do our Fit Life challenge, you do the CrossFit, and all the stuff that we we do here. And um, how? What's your secret? How did you do it and not just let it go right back?
1: Yeah, and I, and I, I won't tell you that I'm perfect, right? Because I, I certainly am not. Um, and uh, my wife Jen will tell you I slipped too, right? So um, that's a, an important lesson: is that it's it's all about that relationship with what you're doing and with food and with exercise and not beating yourself up too much when, you know, you fall off the wagon occasionally, because you will. Um, For me, and and actually, when I go back and I look at it, the diet that I was given, I don't know if I would call it a crash diet, but it, it probably wasn't the most sustainable thing. It was what ignited the change, but it wasn't really the thing that I could have stuck with for many years, right? So if you look at stasis, and you look at what can sustain you, this was not it. This was, hey, I'm, you know, for a guy that was, you know, at the time, 265 pounds. You know, I'm 5'10 on a good day when I'm feeling tall, right? Uh, so for, for that weight and that size, you know, I was maxing out at like 1,200 calories a day. Cool. Um, and even when I started at CrossFit, you know, those are obviously intense workouts. And even running, you know, for long periods of time, you need that energy. For me, it was, hey, you, you know, you eat 1,200 calories a day and you're done. Um, so in that respect, it wasn't really the best. I was eating whole foods. I was, you know, um, drinking lots of water and those are all things that I still, you know, take with me today, but it then molded into, okay, well now I'm going to track, uh, macros. Now I'm going to continue to log my food every day. Now I'm going to continue to make those decisions. And if I make a bad one, it's like, okay, well, yeah, I did that. I'm, I feel like crap the next morning or whatever. But it doesn't take me back to oh well now I'm a sloth I'm going to just sit there and go back to being a couch potato right it's all again about that that relationship so that's what I think of as you know and, and a lesson that I've learned and that I want people to know is you know you will mess up you will continue to you know kind of fall off and and you will have to bring yourself back but I like to say today that now I have guardrails mm-hmm. you know it's not either I'm 100 like hey I'm fanatical about this for a few weeks and then I fall off and then I you know, I drink too much and I, I lay on the couch all day for, for months at a time. No, it's I, I have a good balance of, OK, well, sometimes if I'm like tired or if I you know, beat myself up too much or something, then, yeah, I, I take a rest day and I recover. Right. Or I do active recovery. But those foundational uh, pieces are, are still there.
0: It's the guardrails that keep you in that place and make it work. And what you keep doing, really, day after day. I mean, obviously, you're yeah. living your life, you're enjoying. You got your calories back to a normal level to sustain your activity. Yeah. But it reminds me too, if we talk about here the twenty mile march and the whole idea. For those that might not be familiar, the idea popularized from Jim Collins' book, Great by Choice. Two teams want to race to the South Pole. One that marched twenty miles every single day, regardless of the prevailing conditions. They got there first. They all made it back safely. Unfortunately, the other team that went really far on the good days and then rested on the bad days didn't all make it back. Um, but the whole idea, the concept there is to keep going day after day and not just, you know, if you fall off the wagon, like you're saying, you get right back on and and keep going. So I think that's a, a great example of how you've done that and um, have been able to kind of keep living life, but do it in a good way. And I think there are other, other tools that we talk about using. I'd be interested in hearing some of that, kind of the accountability, the habits, what you've put in place that could sure. even be advice for others who might be in a similar state that either keep falling off the wagon or haven't taken that leap on what they might be able to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and so, you know, uh, part of our gym, um, one of the things that we have is, is called my zone. Um, it's a thing that you either wear, you know, around your chest or on, on your arm. Uh, and it, it's kind of, you know, you can pick any number of these, right. The whoop or stuff like that, that you can measure, it's a heart rate monitor. It tells you what zone you're in, so to speak, as far as you know your exertion. Um, but the cool thing is, is when you're at the gym, you see it on the screen. I think uh, Orange uh, Theory does this too, where you see everybody else on the screen. And it's like, oh well, you know, everybody else is going at you know 85, 90 percent. They're really pushing. They're in the red. You see Larry over here standing, and he's in like the blue, like hanging out. You know, not even. It's gonna it's gonna cause you to push, right? And actually, if you take a step back, just being in that group setting, for me is much more beneficial than if I work out by myself. I know that again, with that, you know, continual trying to figure out self awareness and where you where you are, some people are really good about, hey, I can, and I know that you can do this too, right? Like you, you could work out by yourself uh, and drive and push yourself as hard as you would if you were with a group. For me, if I'm by myself, yeah, I'll get a good workout in, but I know that it won't be as intense if somebody else is there either, you know, watching me judging my movements and telling me to get back up when I want to take a nap in the middle of a burpee. Right. It's kind of like, there's that, that, that accountability that you said. And actually I, I I just shared this with our team earlier. I heard a really great, uh, great quote from somebody earlier today that said, um, accountability is the highest form of respect. And I love that because it's like, again, we talk about this too, with, um, you know, the Oz principle and, you know, extreme ownership and all the things that we read about this, but it's like, Accountability, of course, has a negative connotation in many cases because it's all oh, well, you did something wrong. You need to be held accountable. That's absolutely not the case. It's the idea of I respect you. I have love for you. I want you to do well. So I'm going to see like when when you're not doing what you say you're going to do or when you're not doing it to the extent that I know that you can. I'm going to tell you about it. And I want you to get back on the horse. Right. If I if there are people that haven't been to the gym in a couple of days or weeks or whatever, and you haven't heard from them or, you know, you, you feel that things are kind of off. You reach out to them, and likewise, people reach out to me. So if it's like, "Hey, you're slacking, man," you know, I hate them for it because I'm like, "Yeah, you're right," you know. But then you you, you get back on. So um, that's what I love about it. So the technology is great. You know, I still um, you know my Fitness Pal and, and tracking. I do have a Fitbit, which I use, and that's really great when you can get into uh, or you know Apple Watch if you can get into groups where you know I have folks that you know they'll challenge me to a weekend warrior thing, where it's like I was going to sit around all weekend. You know, um, and it's like, oh, no, well, now I've got to actually get some steps in and get outside and and exercise because these guys are going to be watching me and I don't want to be in last place, right? Or
0: better yet, I want to win. You want to win. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's awesome. I I love it. Uh, Accountability is the highest form of respect. I I love that. I don't think I had heard that before, but I will say, you know, recently we started our Fit Life challenge here. That is a challenge where it's actually pretty cool. It started in the CrossFit gym. It used to be a 40-day challenge and it grew into what really is a corporate well-being challenge at this point with. A lot of the team members here at the company, at DOP, participating, and the number one thing that we heard that people wanted was more accountability. Yeah. And so being able to add in a special section, now we meet every other week for our accountability sessions. We divided it by people who had similar goals, and it's a pretty cool process where it's modeled after the four disciplines of execution. And we're in that they have the wildly important goal a wig session. And now we get together and obviously Larry's in my group, we're looking to build lean muscle. And so we get to talk about the things that we want to do that week, basically what we're committing to keeping the metrics so we can reach our wildly important goal and be able to get there. So related to that and keeping metrics and the daily habits, recommend keeping metrics, daily habits and things you do to stay, stay again on on the wagon.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, you know, the uh, obviously our lead journal is, is huge for me. I mean, that's, all of these different ways to measure all in one. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, that's a great way to do it. And then again, to celebrate wins, right. To celebrate the things that are going well. It's not all about, Oh man, I got to keep driving. I can try. If you're on a 20 mile March and you never have any sunny days, it's going to be a lot harder than if you can say, man, like I've made a lot of progress today. I'm doing really well. So that's what I love about this. And even lessons learned, like, I'm not going to go down that path again, uh, or at least when I do, I'm going to bring a machete because it's like it's going to be rough terrain, right? Like you, at least you know and you could refer back. So uh, the Elite Journal is phenomenal. Um, also, even, you know, again, just within our, our groups, like the social aspect of all of this, um, having, you know, and uh, uh, Rich Delgado and I, who I, I think you'll be talking to. Uh, did uh, a recent uh, thing at church, uh, which was an Exodus 90 group, right? And part of that is the fraternity of, of men that are looking to be better and, and being better fathers and men for, for others, serving others, right? Um, but there's that accountability there too. And there's the checklist of, hey, did you do your disciplines? If you didn't, then everybody sees it. And they're not going to come together on a Friday morning when we get together and, and, and judge each other. Because one week I might have screwed up, the next week, you know, somebody else might have. Everybody's got that thing and whatever it is going on with their life, that that's going to cause you to, to fall off. But just being together in that group. So I think that the the, over, the overlying theme of all of this is, A, you don't have to do it alone and you shouldn't do it alone, in my opinion. And then B, there are so many tools that you can use that will help make things easier. The more that you can make this, again, the habits are, are there, the more that you can make it just smooth and it's like, hey, I... I don't even think about it in many cases, right? I just do it. Um, it's going to help you tremendously and take a lot of those barriers out that are the things that make people end up saying, "Oh well, no, I'm not going to go to the gym yet because I don't have any clothes." Well, if you put them out the night before, you're going to go, um, or any number of those. That's just you know one example, but definitely um, those are a
0: few things that I follow. Tools, the accountability of the people—that's what all makes it work. You mentioned. Yeah. Driven for Greatness and Checklist, I guess I should mention too, the book we're going through right now mm-hmm. is The Checklist Manifesto. Yeah. And what a way to be able to basically take things that you need to do, put them in a checklist, have a system to follow. It just brings so much value to all the things that we do. Yeah. You mentioned Driven for Greatness earlier, and for uh, mentioned, you mentioned know, somewhat, you could call it a book club, but much more than that. To be able to get people together to really raise up their standards in business and life, and I think when people do contribute, some of your contributions are the best. of if you share, you know, in general, what driven for greatness is kind of meant for you, and along the lines of being part of a group where it does make sense to be accountable to, to others.
1: Yeah, and I mean, uh, if if you're not with DLP and you're not a DLP team member and you're with another company, do this right. Do this uh, this kind of book club scenario because number one, you meet every two weeks. So again, there's that cadence, just like in four disciplines of execution, right? You're talking about a cadence of accountability, but more so it's, you know, you're, you're hearing different perspectives and the coolest thing I think about, uh, from, from a driven for greatness perspective is, you know, I, I led one, I don't know, five years ago. Right. And, uh, that's the last time I led one, not because I shouldn't or don't want to, but because there are so many other people stepping up, people that just joined the companies, people that have been around that you, you know, if you see them uh, in their office or or whatnot, and you, you never hear them speak a word, Right. They're some of the best leaders of these meetings and you get a different perspective and, and then it creates commonality. So, you know, for, for me, there's that whole piece of it. But, you know, when I was, again, first starting on this this journey, you know, obviously, you know, I started and if anybody uh, here is not from DLP again, you know, when you start with DLP, you technically start two weeks before your start date. So just uh, that, you know, you, you, you jump in right away. And that's what I love about it. Uh, but, you know, one of the things was I think it was like my first day or second day that I was here was a Driven for Greatness meeting. So I'm like, man, like, why are we, why am I starting my first day at work at eight o'clock in the morning? Like, this is crazy, right? Now that's usual now, right? You know, And it's a, it's, it's just a, a habit, but it was one of the first things that I did. And, and, you know, we were reading a couple of different books. We read grit, which was one of the first books I read with DLP. We read a bunch of other books um, that are just, you know, foundational. The Oz principle, as I mentioned, uh, was one of the first ones that, that we read uh, when I was with, with DLP and the other one, um, you know, for better or worse, take them or leave them, uh, Grant Cardone's uh, be Obsessed or Be Average, right? So if you've read Be Obsessed or Be Average, no matter what you think of Grant Cardone, um, when you read that book, and especially when you listen to that book, which again, most of what we do and, and a number of us do is listen to the books, with him narrating it, I just got so hyped up. And I could have put myself in that victim mentality as I always had, right? I was, you know, kind of that person that was, okay, well, I can do well. But, you know, again, going back to, I I always kind of did okay without trying too hard. I was like, man, if I really put my mind to this and I try, I'm going to do really well. So um, I read the book like eight times in a row, even when we were done (laughs) reading it, right? I got so hyped up with the energy, but he was talking to me. He was talking to me as the person that was like, you know, you are the one that is okay with just getting by, right? Are you the one that's like, oh yeah, you know you're you're not really pushing, you're not really making too much of an impact, but you're skating along nice, right? What kind of a life is that? You know, I mean, if you really want to make an impact, you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And that again, going along with I had just started this crazy new diet, I had just started physically moving myself around again, instead of just being on the couch all the time. It was that kind of kick that I needed, where again, you're not quite sure why, why it happens. But it was like, I think it was because I was open to it. And so that's what driven for greatness does is it, it, it opens yourself to all of these other ideas and saying, man, like some, some things might, you know, stick with you more than others. Some of might be more exciting than others. Again, we have, we've read books where the, you know, the author has no business reading their own book on, <laughs> on audible, right? Cause it's, it's like uh, you know, Bueller, right. It's, uh, but the other side of it is it's some of it is so engaging and depending on where you are in your life, you're going to run into those situations where something really sick. So I know a lot of people that are with the team that have been like, oh, well, such and such book. I live my life by that now. And it's like, for me, it was like, yeah, it was a great book, but, you know, it's okay. Um, It was great. Uh, But that's what it does for people is it opens it up for for anyone. And again, you know, you look at the people that are the top performers, the most uh, engaged folks, the most uh, successful, whatever way you want to take that word um, within our team, they're all driven for greatness members. And the people who aren't, we're trying to get them in because we want them to be successful, right? Um, and they're, they're maybe just not there yet. But that's the, the, the beauty and the power of of what uh, Driven for Greatness is.
0: Love it. What an answer. So many nuggets here, and I think it's so true. You've got to be open to that change, yeah. to ignite the change you want to see, and then you open yourself up to allowing all those things mm-hmm. to, to come in and just be able to make your life great. So you've been talking about DOP, and I guess as we dive in here to the part about how you create that prosperity, make an impact, and really help others leave a legacy. I'd love you to share a little bit more about that side of how how you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. So when we look at DLP and the way that we invest, obviously it's a totally different thing than, say, the stock market and, you know, the places where you're going to get a lot of those um, pieces of volatility, you have to look at stuff every day, you know, day traders and stuff. I don't know how they do it. I would, I, would, I don't have that much hair left, but it would probably all be gone, right? Um, the idea is, is that for us, we're trying to provide a safe, consistent place for you to invest your money in a way that's going to help drive our business for sure. And what we say within you know, the, the, the capital team is, our investment funds drive everything else that we do. So the, the capital that we raise into our funds from individuals, I mean we have teachers, engineers, I have a, we have you know, a great uh, group of folks. One of them uh, was a janitor uh, at a school for many years. Um, his name was Paul. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away a year or two ago. But uh, so now his, his kids and grandkids are, are the ones that we work with. But he was a janitor at the same school for, gosh, 50 years, right? He had built up this, um, you know, this retirement. It um, was a modest you know, sort of uh, um, job, of course, right? But every two years, he committed and said, I'm going to figure out a way I'm going to save budget. I'm going to buy a rental house in my area, and then that's going to create revenue. And then more so than that, it's going to create wealth over the long term. So over time, you fast forward, he had amassed like 30 different homes that he had owned um, and was you know obviously providing cash flow for him, was a legacy uh, asset Group because he was always you know building and you know that was what he used then to help fund his investments with us. He sold them all. He's like, "I don't want to manage this. I don't want to take the three o'clock in the morning phone calls anymore, right? So he sold them all, invested with us, he invested probably you know a million and a half dollars with us. And so the idea for him was, I don't want to invest it in the stock market because I don't want to lose it if the wind changes tomorrow. And I also wanted to go towards making an impact through the same way that I grew my portfolio and my wealth being in, in the real estate world, providing safe, affordable housing to people. So that's exactly what we do, just like what Paul had done. he you, know, you invest with us, we put that money into the acquisitions, we do all the communities that we're buying and providing safe, affordable homes to all of our residents. Uh, and then likewise, all these other great operators that are out there buying and renovating and managing their own properties, um, we're helping them scale their businesses through the loans that we make to them. And then also, of course, with the elite membership where they're uh, you know, learning how to be better borrowers, which then for our investors, they're like, "Man, I love this because now you say the risk is going down because oh, they're running their business the same way that DLP is running your business. That's awesome, right? So it's just it, it's such a, a co- collaborative effort, um, and it just feeds on each other. It's just such a, an awesome uh, structure that we have, and obviously, you know, I give all that credit, of course, to Don who had this foresight to say, "Hey, like we don't have to be in competition with all these other." groups and people, right? We can collaborate, we can work together so that we can all be successful and therefore create legacy, not only for our investors who are getting consistent, uh, consistent safe returns, right? We've never lost a penny of principal for an investor ever, ever since we've taken in capital for many, many years now. Um, And we've also helped numerous folks uh, figure out, again, what, what does legacy mean to you? What kinds of things do you want to support? We'll talk about the you know, shirt sleeves, the shirt sleeves where you know generation one own, uh, earns all the money, generation two spends it, generation three has to start all over again, right? We're trying to help people avoid that. Um, so even if it's Paul the janitor, or if it's a you know a very successful entrepreneur that's you know a billionaire, right? We have everyone in between, and we can make that impact for all of those uh, in the same vein.
0: Awesome! It is such a collaborative ecosystem of people really working together. Yeah, and you mentioned how it's totally different. I'm even thinking of the events. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't bring people together for a typical investment conference. You get people to these events that are working on how do you build a legacy, and then you work on your personal compass, your family compass. Can you share some of the information about that. what the things you really get into that really do make it different?
1: Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because when our investors come. I think most of them are expecting us to sit there and like pitch to them all day on, on our investments. We probably, you know, we don't ever really talk about our investments at these events. I mean, it's just amazing. Now we have investor dinner events, which is what the point of it is, but you know, when we hold these events, um, it's really just focused truly, and again, this is what surprises people, truly on them. And, you know again, talking about, you know, changing their life and, you know, bringing in people like Hal Elrod and talking about the Miracle Morning and talking about Atomic Habits and talking about making an impact and then, you know, actually making an impact. One of the stories, of course, that's one of my favorites that we just did from the March event was uh, Brittany Faith Turner, who was on uh, Don's podcast, right? Um, It's so amazing, like with all this stuff going on in the world, especially with the, you know, the the Ukraine and and Russia um, war, right? We were able to raise several hundred thousand of dollars from the people in that room to directly impact uh, those, uh, those poor orphans over there. And it was like the idea for us was not to do it for our own, like, hey, like, pat yourself on the back. That was awesome, right? Um, it kind of was impromptu. The only reason that happened was because we were all in the room. Um, and you know, Brittany was supposed to be there in person. She wasn't because she was in Ukraine, and that's what sparked it. But again, igniting change and igniting the you know what we're trying to do here. The idea is putting people in a room that are in a, of a like mind who want to grow, who want to make an impact themselves. You pretty much almost kind of just have to set that up, and it does its thing by itself. You know, um, again, we have great workshops, of course, like you mentioned with life assessment and goal designing. Everything that we do, really, for our DLP team members, we also do for our prosperity members. And so, um, the cool thing about you know the, that membership is that you know we don't charge anything for that membership. Um, you know, in terms of if you invest with us, it's just a given. If you want to grow, if you want to do these things, yeah, sure, we're going to go through those tools with you. Um, and again, that's just one of those things where it's like, do we, you know, earn money from it? No, it's just the idea of we are helping other people impact their own lives, their families' lives, their company's lives. Um, And I feel very fortunate that we can kind of be that spark for them.
0: Awesome. Again, I think you get people of like-minded folks into the room to make an impact, and the impact happens. Yeah. It's pretty amazing seeing what happens there. And uh, although you don't pitch the funds at the event, you still hear about how there's double-digit returns or some of the funds making... 40% 40% return. You want to quickly explain just some how the funds work and what that is?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, we, we basically have two tracks. One is to fund our acquisitions, uh, and that's our housing side. One is to fund our lending side. Um, we have five open funds today. Um, uh, and, and really what we do is on the housing side, for instance, you invest into either our housing fund or our building communities fund, which is those are the two funds where we're either acquiring value-add communities. Uh, for the purpose of renovation and then, you know, bringing the value add up. Um, you know, there are lots of, even to this day when the market is what it is, lots of communities out there that have not been renovated in a long time, have substantial uh, delinquency and vacancy. Um, just any number of sorts of distress that we go in. And again, these folks want to live in a safe, affordable place. It's probably might be safe. It might be affordable, but it's really not that nice. You know, so we go in and we beautify it and we, 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 provide this place where people can really thrive. Um, one of the other cool things that I have to say from the foundation perspective on a not-for-profit uh, perspective is, you know, we're, you know, of course, a, a faith-based group and um, we work with a lot of faith-based wealth creators, we like to say. Um, one of the things that we also do is we put a Bible in every one of our units, um, which again, um, you know, uh, if someone has a different faith background, for instance, we'll provide that their, uh, their book f- uh, and, and what's important to them and what they follow. Um. So it's not just from a Christian perspective, right? It's like that's faith is one part of the eight Fs, of course. And that's, we want you to be able to fulfill uh, those needs that you have within your faith uh, and that development and that that relationship with, um, with God through that. And so that's one thing that we do to make an impact through the foundation. But that's really, you know, that drives great res- returns for our investors and for us. But again, that's just another way that we're making an impact. Um, so, you know, the funds pay a preferred return, which means that, you know, we don't get paid as DLP until you get paid your preferred return. Uh, and those returns range, of course. Um, the way that the funds work though, is that you're always getting a profit split as well of, of the profits from, uh, from the fund, uh, excuse me, from the fund, um, you know, uh, performance, right? So the idea is that when you're investing with us, you're really truly are partnering with us. And so today, of course, we have over 2,100 investors that invest with us. Uh, you know, we are just really, I mean, the, the, the growth that we've seen over the last several years has just been amazing because, again, financially it's all great and, you know, the company's growing. We're going to be a private Fortune 500 company someday, right? Um, but that aspect of, of impacting lives is, is, is what drives us always. So, um, you know, again, there's there's great returns, there's an aspect of liquidity you can get out if you need to uh again likewise on the lending side there's you know again great returns those are short-term loans in nature so you
0: could really get into the weeds as far as you know as much as you want to all right to chime in here for a minute larry and i recorded this conversation a few months ago and now at the time of this recording the capital raise is ahead of goal pace and as he said there are five different fund options based on each situation Last year's 45.5% net annual return to investors in the housing fund, which is a private REIT that provides significant tax advantages, was an exceptional year. And while this fund has a 12% target annual return, it's looking like another great year this year. These investment funds with no losses to investors ever and hitting or exceeding every return target in every fund since inception may seem too good to be true, but it's been amazing seeing the results and I became an investor a few years ago myself. Plus, with the billion-dollar acquisition coming soon, I've never seen investment incentives quite like this with reduced investment minimums, reduced management fees, and ways to attend the upcoming DLP Health, Wellbeing, and Longevity Summit for free. By the way, at that summit coming up in November in Puerto Rico, I'll be speaking there along with some of the top health, fitness, and longevity minds in the world, including Dr. Harari, who wrote Life Force with Tony Robbins, Nick Butner from Blue Zones, Mark Sisson from Mark's Daily Apple. Who is on the next episode of this podcast, and Amanda Holmes, CEO of Chet Holmes International, who is on episode four of this podcast, and many more. So the details on this and all of the things that we're going to be covering in this episode and how to get more information on those investment opportunities as well, everything will be added to the show notes at livefitignitechange.com slash Larry. Okay, now let's go back to the conversation. You know, my team and I, that's what we do
1: all day long is we talk to investors about the attributes of each fund, you know, um, asking folks what's important to them there if there's tax benefits or not in each fund cash flow and whatnot so there are definitely intricacies to the to the funds themselves but it all comes back to hey you know what is it you need in order to help continue to build your legacy
0: right what do you want to do what impact do you want to make yes and really how do you want to use the funds like one of my favorite stories that you shared was about providing the medical payment for the grandchild yeah that was an amazing one
1: yeah that one i mean so uh that 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 one is really close to me um So uh, Jim, uh, Jim and Mona uh, are the names. Unfortunately, Jim passed away recently because of uh, his long battle with uh, Parkinson's disease. And uh, that was, again, something that we worked with them uh, as far as um, titling and making sure the accounts were set up the right way so that there wasn't a a major tax issue for Mona. Um, But go back a few years before that, right? Um, They came into the office and we sat down and we were talking and and they said, look, we have an eight-year-old grandson. He has type 1 diabetes. Which again, it's very close to my heart because my wife has has type one diabetes. She's had it since she was eight years old, and still deals with it to this day. Uh, and anyone who's ever either interacted with uh, that or has it or has even read the news or, or heard about it, you know that you know it's expensive uh, to live with with diabetes. Uh, and so, what they wanted to do was they wanted to provide uh, the medicine or the the money to be able to provide for that. Uh, testing uh, uh, equipment and for the for the, the the insulin and whatnot so they invested in one of our funds um, and then they sent and still to this day send the monthly distributions that they get to their daughter who then pays for all of the the needs that, that their grandson has and that's going on three years now that they've been doing that so that family again you know not um, independently wealthy by any means it's uh, you know they both work full-time jobs and you know still are saying hey how do I do this. That's one less thing that they have to worry about now because they've been set up. And those are the kinds of things that we really are looking for to make sure that we can help. And we have many, many stories along those, but that, again, that's one that kind of uh, uh, touches me closest to home.
0: Wow. What an amazing story. I, I love it every time I hear it. So thank you for sharing. And for sure. I know you've talked about so many things in here. We'll link all this at com slash Larry, where you can find out more information, connect with them, get all that kind of stuff, but we could talk yeah. forever about it. So we get near wrapping up here if uh, you are up for it, we can go to the five that thrive. Yep. It's basically the five to thrive questions. It's rapid fire questions that we ask everybody that comes on. So if you're up for it, we'll dive in. For sure. All right. Number one, what's your morning routine?
1: Yeah. Um, so um, I commit five to seven days <laughs> of getting up uh, around five to 5.15 in the morning, uh, depending on uh, the, the night before and, and uh, staying up too, too late with the night shift, right? Um, there's meditation. Uh, there's a bit of, now I don't go quite into the same level of priming that you do, Patrick, but, um, there's a level of getting the blood going a little bit, right? Um, recently I've actually changed my, my morning routine to not do, um, really a uh, heavy exercise early in the morning. I've kind of moved that around because I found that my, uh, biggest, um, uh, I guess, uh, benefit from working outcomes when I work out at about four 30 or five in the afternoon. So I've changed that up a bit, which again, is very important, you know, be willing to be malleable a little bit, but, um, you know, obviously prayer, uh, being in uh, scripture and then, you know, helping, uh, get, uh, get the girls ready for school, uh, getting the dogs out. I have a brand new puppy. That's, uh, kind of causing some, it's like another baby, right? So, uh, that's, that's another fun, uh, thing added to the mix, but, uh, you know, um, then you get going, you get your coffee and you,
0: Get over to the office. So awesome, love it. Yeah, I found very similar for myself. That quick start in the morning, get yeah. up and going, and then do the heavier workout in the afternoon. Yeah. So awesome. For number two, obviously, from this conversation with all the books and everything we mentioned, we believe in continuous learning and inspiration. So, what's one book, podcast, or movie that you would recommend to the listeners?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, so the the books that I read, I think most most recently have been all about um mental state so again look i won't tell you that every day i get get up and i'm mr sunshine all the time right so uh it it happens um we've been talking a lot about a a number of books in this uh, regard but one of the books that i read a long time ago which i'm actually reading again right now is the happiness advantage uh so that is an amazing book where again you're 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 setting up your mind, so even like Carol Dweck mindset. Even again, be obsessed or be average, right? That's one that I would say. Mm-hmm. No matter what you think of Grant Cardone, some people again could take them. Some people would leave them. Uh, read the book; it's going to get you hyped up, right? If you need to get that bit of a spark, I would I would say that. Um, you know, there's there's so many different podcasts and, and movies. Um, I like to go back uh, to uh, actually my favorite movie, which I don't think I've ever said this out loud is um, Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, and again, you know, it's, it's kind of, to me, it's, you know, you, you, you work to make a a life's work and a a legacy and you want to talk about legacy. Um, it's pretty amazing, uh, movie about it.
0: So you did it. Very cool. Awesome. Number three, if you feel stuck down or just need to ignite change when you might not be having a great day, what do you do right in that moment to make it happen? I come and see you Patrick.
1: (laughs) 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 This is the thing. Like, so, so, so if I'm, if I'm by myself, and if I don't reach out to someone, whether that's you, or if I talk to, to Jen, my wife, or I, you know, go to Don or Rich or any of our close, you know, um, friends and, and, and colleagues, uh, it tends to fester. So that's my, that's my my thing, right? Um, so if I'm in a funk or if I'm not feeling it, uh, I tend to go to others to get that energy and to, to bring me up. So. Um, hopefully that doesn't bring them down. I haven't really ever thought of that, but I think it doesn't. But um, just being in line with, with what you're looking, you know, uh, looking at and saying, hey, I know that these people are going to be there for me. Um, that network and that, you know, um, that collaborative nature of things uh, helps me tremendously.
0: Awesome. And yeah, I think you always bring people up. So <laughs> definitely good to reach out to those you, you know and trust to bring you up as well. So, for sure. All right, number four, we're going to go back in time here your 20-year-old self has just received funding to create a project that would massively serve the world. It could be anything, whatever it, it be, as long as it serves the world. So what advice do you give to your 20-year-old self in coming up with that project and making it happen?
1: So first of all, I can't believe that I'm thinking, I'm like, how long ago was it when I was 20? <laughs> uh, and that seems to get farther and farther away. Um, it's wild. But uh, I would say, first of all, I would say implement EES, right? Because you know Don's book um, is really amazing. Uh, And look, I'm not getting paid for any of this, right? Like all the proceeds from Don's book go to the foundation, right? Um, But I truly believe in it. You know, Um, for me back then, my biggest struggle was organization. My biggest struggle was taking massive action, um, and just maybe having a lot of great ideas, but never actually putting in the work to make it happen. So for me, if I was 20 and I know what I know now, and obviously I still have so much to learn, um, number one, take action, put to, put a plan together, stick to it with discipline. You know, that's, that's really it. And, you know, I talk about, um, the five second rule too, a lot that, that, uh, the great book, uh, by Mel Robbins, like countdown from five. And we, you know, talk about this sometimes in the fitness, uh, arena, sometimes in other things, or if you're just laying in bed, you don't want to get up five, four, three, two, one, go. Um, I think I've I've missed out on a number of opportunities because I haven't just made the commitment and stuck
0: with it. So I think that's that's number one. Great, love it. And you mentioned Don's book, Yale Building the Lead Organization. Also coming out with the next book, Building the Lead Career. Again, yeah. we'll link all this in the show notes so you have it. But I love it. Take action, stay disciplined, make it happen. Yeah. So now with that, last question number five, we'll go to the future. This is now you've given a ton of advice today, but one piece of advice you're going to be remembered for above all else. What is it?
1: Um, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of tough. Uh, but I would have to say what I want people to remember me for is I want people to remember me for being there for them. Um, this, this kind of conversation in general, Patrick is tough for me because I don't really like to talk about myself at all. Um, so it takes a lot of effort for me to do this, but I think, um, if anybody thinks about their interactions with me or uh, again, for my shortcomings and the, the things that I do well or don't do as well, I, I would hope that people would see that I'm I'm trying to do things for the betterment of others. And for me, that legacy would be I'm able to impact others so that they can make an impact on others for themselves, right? So for me, it's all about putting myself aside, um, maybe too much sometimes, you know, um, but I think that's fine because I know that those efforts are going to make a big impact. And for me, it's not about again, getting the pat on the back or anything like that, it's, you know, you go out there, you do things sometimes silently, sometimes nobody knows about those things, right? Um, But going out and saying, yeah, you know, I I know that I made a difference um, because I was putting others before myself.
0: Love it. So well said. You definitely live that. You are there for people. You've been there for me many, many times. So you did it. You finished the five to thrive. I have one final, quick little question because this actually did come in from a colleague, Okay. and it was if you and I were going to be in a CrossFit competition, who would win?
1: Oh God, um, I think it depends. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a really tough question. It depends on the day, depends on the workout. Um, I think if uh, you know if there's anything that that involves heavy weights, it would be me. Uh, but uh, you would you would kick me all over the place if it had anything to do with the engine. So. Uh, any kind of uh, you know uh, body weight uh, uh, workouts any running uh, any high cardio stuff you would wipe the floor with me for sure but <laughs> if we were ever on a team, yes I think we could probably uh, get
0: past anybody so let's let's do that that's awesome but uh, I, I wanted to ask that because that is almost exactly how I answered the question this person <laughs> asked me and I was like, yeah you know Larry would crush me and all the heavyweight stuff but yeah I might take it on the body weight but what I then said was, but how amazing would it be to partner with this guy? Yeah. Not only are you a great partner here as a colleague and all we do professionally and personally and all the stuff, but yeah, complimenting it there. So uh, great person to partner with in, in really all aspects of, of life. So awesome. this is truly outstanding. I love the conversation. I, as I mentioned, we'll link stuff uh, in the in the show notes, com slash Larry. Anything else? I missed, where other things people should know or anything you want to leave our listeners with.
1: No, i uh, love to be an impact and, you know, uh, help others. If there's anything that I could be doing for you or anybody that's listening, um, please, please do get in touch. Um, and it's been a great uh, pleasure to be
0: on with you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And just to close out, just to acknowledge you real quickly and what a support you've been for me. Truly someone that I can go to if I ever have an issue, if I ever need to, like you said before, be lifted up by those that you're close to and to take it to the next level. Someone that cares deeply about the world, impacting others and helping them thrive in life. So thank you for all you do. And thank you for being on today. It's been awesome. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Wow. What an amazing guy, right? I bet you are now inspired to go live disciplined, take action and make an impact. As Larry mentioned, he and his team can certainly help explain the investment options available. You can learn more about this, how to connect, and all the many resources mentioned during this episode at livefitignitechange.com Larry. And hopefully you'll go forth inspired by Larry's story as a busy professional parent who ignited the change he wanted to see to live fit and make an impact at home and around the world. That's what our challenge, the Fit Life Challenge, and our community at Live Fit Ignite Change are all about. And we'd love to help support you in any way on your journey. If you resonated with this and would like to live fit and ignite change in your life, you can get started for free at livefitignitechange.com start, where you can join our community of high performers and get access to our Kickstart resources for free. You can choose if you'd like to start on the path to getting in the best shape of your life and or ignite the change you'd wish to see by casting a vision and taking the steps to get there. You can get plugged in at livefitignitechange.com slash start, or for short, livefic.com slash start. Also, my family and I, we're igniting the change that we wish to see in the world by helping others live fit. We were sick of all the processed, sugar-loaded foods and drinks marketed to us, especially to our youth. So we're developing a line of truly delicious, grain-free, sugar-free products that children and adults love as part of our InRive Performance Nutrition brand. Learn more and join the InRive Insiders for free to be the first to hear about samples, launch parties, and specials at InRive.com. That's I N R I V E.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please be sure to like, share, rate, and review the show. This is what's needed to help reach more and serve more, so together we truly can ignite the change that we wish to see. Thank you so much for your help in making it happen, and I hope you make it an outstanding day and go forth to light, love, and serve the world and live the life you've always imagined.